Welcome to the Smut and Spice podcast, where we're living vicariously through the female main characters in reverse harems, dark romances, paranormal romances, and bully romances. We're your hosts, Sam and Ashley, and Sarah is also a guest on today's episode. Hello. In today's episode, we will be breaking down all of our favorite reads from this year. Uh, between the three of us, we have read hundreds of books this year, so making this list is, you know, a pretty big honor, at least in our opinion. Uh, be warned, this episode may contain spoilers and explicit content that is inappropriate for those under 18. This show is not for children. All right, friends, Happy New Year. Uh, we did mean to record this before the end of the year, but, you know, life happens, illness happens, but we, we're making it happen just a little later than what we had originally planned. In today's episode, we are going to be going through several of our favorite books and authors from the last year of 2021. We've broken all of these down into different superlative categories and we are also going to share some of our community favorites and favorites from other authors who are friends of the show. We will not be including all of the books that we've read this year, uh, but we will be just going through the a quick overview of some of our favorite books that fall into these categories. So starting off with our biggest surprise of the year. So what I'm thinking for this category is... Maybe you judged a book by the cover and it really didn't turn out to be the way you expected it to, or maybe you heard a brief overview of what the book was and it really shocked you and ended up being something you enjoyed when you didn't think you would. For me, I'm going to go with the Witsec series by Ashley Rostek. Um, when Ashley first told me to read it and I just saw the cover, I just, I don't even know what I thought it was going to be about, uh, but Ashley just told me it was about uh, someone who was in witness protection, and I just kind of went in blind, and that book blew me away, and I was amazed by how invested I was in the story, and I was just just really surprised by the book overall. I also went in completely blind with the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy, and that also blew me away. I don't even know where I initially heard about it, probably from Book Talk, knowing myself, and that series just blew all of my expectations away. So I was very impressed with both of those series, and they were both huge surprises for me this year. Sarah, what surprised you this year? Uh, so I think I read this category differently. <laughs> but, <laughs> Whatever you answer is fine. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I said the Montana Daddy series by <laughs> Layla Roberts because I was very surprised that this was something that I was into. <laughs> Discover <laughs> but, those kinks, girl. Yeah, her MC Daddy series. She's got another. And it's just broadened my Daddy Horizons. Uh, and uh, just so you all know, we discussed it before this episode. Daddy episode coming 2022. Uh, don't hold your breath, but it's coming. <laughs> yeah, so Daddy episode for 2022 will definitely be a thing. Oh, and it's my turn. Yes, it is. Um, So, my pick, I, I originally had Find Me on here, but, like, honestly, from the cover, I was pretty sure that I was going to like that book. Like, I mean, I just feel like you don't spend the money for, like, a cover like that for it to not be a very good book. But <laughs> Ashley does judge books by their cover. <laughs> All the time. If, if 
Anyway, that's leading me into my pick for the surprise of the year. So Willow, when she came on the podcast, had mentioned the All for the Game series by Nora Sakovic. And this started out as like a Tumblr series. Um, but then like when KU became a thing, Nora Sakovic put it on there. And the covers like definitely look like her sister made them in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and it's like a slow burn male male sports romance and i was so invested in this series like i would update sarah and sam like okay this is where i am in the book like this is what has happened so far i'm still waiting on stuff to happen um but i loved it like the relationship between neil and um adam was just oh it was so good I'm surprised that you were so invested in it, considering how much of a slow burn it was. Oh, you usually are, I like, know. done with slow burns. I know. And this was, I read, and it's like a sports romance. I mean, a made-up sport, <laughs> but still. It's like a lacrosse hybrid. It's really cool. but All the things Ashley usually doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's why this was a surprise. Um, but, yeah, it was so good. All right. Moving right along. Uh for this category, I went with the book most likely to make Sarah or Ashley cry. <laughs> I felt the need, I felt the need to clarify because if I included myself in this, uh, it would be way too easy to qualify for that. So I wanted to make it like those top tier books that could really crack Sarah and Ashley and finally make them cry. Uh, I cried the most reading Pack Darling by Lola Rock or Void by Raven Kennedy. Um, Ashley told me I was going to cry when I read Void, and she was 100% right. That book <laughs> broke me. Like, I felt so bad for her the entire time. Like, really, the books that make me cry the most are the ones where the main character is just going through it. Like, life is just shitting on them constantly, and I'm just sitting here like, God damn, I feel so bad for them. Uh, the Really, I was just crying in my bed reading these two books. <laughs> I, I really want you to read Darling Venom because I just see from people how fucking much it made them cry. Yeah, I'll um, read a book and I'll be like, Sam, don't read this. It's going to wreck you. Like, you're going to cry too much. You know, Pack Darling almost did get me. Like, I was in my feels, but like, we weren't at that level. Uh, the only book that made me cry this year was It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. That shit's just I haven't real sad. read it. It's real sad. It's real, real sad. <laughs> I just like can't. I don't know. I feel like first I... of all, Ashley, you've been on a descent. Our girl started with like MF contemporary, and then she went to fantasy, and then she went to paranormal, and then she would only read reverse harems, and then she would only read monster, and now she only read MM. So I don't know what 2022 is gonna bring for you. I feel like I'm not, like, I mean, I'm reading, like, a monster right now, but I have, like, a couple of, like, male-female contemporary that I'm interested in. Her tastes have evolved. Yeah, I I might be an outlier, but I'm just not here for the orcs. They just don't do it for me. <laughs> Sarah's been scarred for life by orc books. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm excited to read the Sam Hall orc one, though, because... I think it's gonna be good. Oh, and Flora um has Flora Quincy has like another orc. Like it's an orc MC coming out that I'm really excited for because I think that's a really unique concept. 
I don't know. You're gonna have to let me know, like the amount. <laughs> if it of- involves any sort of cum eating, Sarah's out. <laughs> I still think that the, like the weirdest cum eating was like the Isoelin like Orky book. But anyway, <laughs> the only book I feel like that really has like really got me was a male male monster romance, Soul Eater by Lily Main was I was full on sobbing like body like heaving sobs wow yeah it it was bad Uh, but Uh it's such a cute book I love it and it's like the grumpy sunshine trope like so good love a grumpy sunshine Mm -hmm. I see whenever I I feel like I jinxed myself with this category because now knowing that these books made you guys cry makes me very wary of reading them because it's like they'll just break me i won't be able to function it ends with us i have in paperback so you can borrow it okay i'll cry all over it though so prepare yourself <laughs> that's okay i do not plan on ever reading it again so <laughs> cry cry all over it uh okay moving on to our next category this category is the book we had the hardest time putting down So for me, I went with Of Moons and Monsters by Willow Hadley. Literally, I stayed up all night reading it, and I texted Ashley right afterwards and was like, that was so fucking good. I couldn't put it down. I just ran through it the entire night. And I feel like, Ash, didn't you have like a similar time of when you finally started it? You just couldn't put it down and got through the whole thing. (laughs) Yep. I have been chasing that Of Moons and Monsters high, like since I've read it, that like they're so good to her at uh it's so good i willow where's the second book i'm ready (laughs) i might have some details on that (laughs) i know it's this year so i'm excited might not have to wait for too too long well that's exciting so excited for that sarah what couldn't you put down uh, so the most recent would be All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. I stayed up so fucking late reading this book because I just could not stop. And her books are so long. And they I didn't are. put this on the outline, but there is another one, and it's really embarrassing. And it would be the book that got me back into reading this year, and that would be Den of Vipers. That is the first book I read in years, <laughs> and I was like... I was shocked. I was like, wait, when did romance turn into this? And (laughs) what is going on? And, you know, since I started there, like, literally nothing shocks me. I think that that was the same for Sam and I. Like, when we first read Den of Vipers and, like, found out that RH was, like, a big thing, like, that really, (laughs) things really uh, spiraled from there. I mean, for me, it was more so, like, having a knife in her asshole and him, like, (laughs) and, like, I don't know why, but, like, the water bottle scene, I can only picture, like, a deer park (laughs) Not, like, like, a Perrier, like... A smart water bottle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I just like pictured him like crunching in her vagina. <laughs> the 
label falling off. <laughs> the label like, sh- like shredding up in her vagina. <laughs> this is how you know you don't have money is when someone says they stick a water bottle up their vagina you think it's a deer park (laughs) all fucking loud and like crinkly and shit literally the least sexy thing you can think of all right so i could not put down manix by grace mcginty we got that like 4th of July I think like is when it hit our Kindles the arc and mm-hmm. I stayed up freaking like all or the night July 3rd reading up leading up to the 4th of July I stayed up and read that book the entire night and I loved it and I've loved every other book in that series and I'm very excited for Feral and yeah I mean I feel like all of us who are like avid readers tend to do this with a book like you just love it and you're like I'm just gonna say fuck it and stay up all night reading this and then regret it the next day I remember you like speeding past me a Manix Ash like we had started it around the same time and I like went to bed at some point and then I woke up the next morning and you were like I finished it <laughs> I don't know man that book made me feel some things like this is a Ugh. this is a weird year for me. Manics that was, was that was our introduction to Mpreg. Mm-hmm. We were all worried. We were worried. We were like, "Hey, this might be a little bit too much." It was not. It was perfect. I wish I could have a baby cut out of me and I could have abs after though. Right? Shit. I mean, uh, that we should really just trust in Grace above all else. I mean, that scene where like he is pregnant and he's like getting his dick to suck and she's like getting fucked and like watching it like that was <laughs> that was the very artful <laughs> but like seriously like I'm just like Grace's biggest fan and we haven't even read like her entire catalog but she the best moving right along our most reread or favorite comfort series I know that there are just times when my brain is fried and I just want to go back to an old faithful book. In my case, that is almost always the entire Hanover Prep series <laughs> where I I always skip book one. I start on book two and I do a dual read of book two from Lip's perspective and then from the boy's perspective and then just continue on through book three and like skip through book four. I love that you and have like a like a set I have recipe. A system. Yeah. I have a system because it's just my go-to. I love that series so much. Jay Bree is a wizard. I love her. <laughs> a wizard. You're a wizard, Jay Bree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, it would be A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass uh, and The Deal by L. Kennedy. And I am one of those people that I watch shows over and over and over again. Like, I've watched Dexter, The Walking Dead, like, at least 10 times uh so you know i think it's people with anxiety they find something comforting and they just like keep rereading it and that's what i do when i feel like everything's in chaos let's read Mm -hmm. something i know that (laughs) i know everything that's gonna happen i don't have to stress out about it and this is where i'm like so different from you guys because i would also say like arguably i have the worst anxiety and like mental shit of the three of us but i don't reread or like have books that I comfort read because like the TBR is deep fam like 
Your TBR is literally never ending. I I gotta be out here like reading something new. But and also when I feel like now, like if I start something and I don't immediately like, like not like not immediately like it, but like if it the story is not getting me interested, I'm like, nope, we're on to the next one. Let's try something else. You know, I was the same way in the beginning of the year. I was like, oh my gosh. I do not DNF. I'm going to finish. Life is too short. DNF that shit. Mm -hmm. I will not DNF. (laughs) God, Sam, that's some dedication. If I start, I'm going to finish it. That doesn't mean I'm going to finish the whole series, but I'm at least going to finish the book. With heavy skimming. Sometimes, yes. I mean, sometimes you just got to skim. Like, if it's like some dialogue. so fast. You skip the descripty parts. Yes, I do. <laughs> the descripty parts. Who needs to know what this character is thinking so much? Not I. <laughs> Keep it moving. I mean, I feel like a lot of times, like, if you know what the trope is, you kind of can know what what they're thinking. <laughs> like, know the yes. behavior of the scene. Sometimes I don't give a shit, like, what a room looks like. I'm like, why are we spending so much time on this fucking room? I don't care. Give me the yeah. dick. Yeah. That's also why, like... Ashley always remembers what everyone looks like. I do not because I skip over character <laughs> descriptions so fast. I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to picture them however I want to in my brain. You guys, how way. many times do I bitch about people who like, <laughs> like post like their little character board? And I'm like, especially when it comes to like Everlake prep, I'm like, did they even read the description of the characters? <laughs> like it clearly says that that's what he looks like. And the answer for me is no, which is why I don't make those things. Yeah, literally everyone is Henry Cavill. <laughs> the female main character, they're all Henry different, Cavill. Different iterations of Henry Cavill. <laughs> Next category we have favorite new release from a baby author. So for me, this is hands down Pack Darling by Lola Rock. I am just so obsessed with that book. I'm so excited for the second one to come out in, what is it, 10 days now? I'm so ready. She's so wonderful. I think this series is just such a winner. I am on the same board. Uh, That's my favorite release from a baby author as well. Uh, And I look forward to part two. I think Sam and I are going to have to do a a reread of book one uh, Mm -hmm. before the second one releases. And those boys better grovel. Uh, my pick is Carnal Cryptids by Vera Valentine. I think that the story was perfect. The mail mail was so hot. I mean, I have never read a glory hole scene in a book. Nope. And I thought it was amazing. I loved it. And yeah. Mothman for life. Pick. Yeah. Mothman forever. Always with the Mothman squad. Squatted up. Double cheeked up. <laughs> Moth Daddy. Mm-hmm. I really need to get us all Mothman merch from Etsy. Beatrix has so much of it. So much. Or maybe Sarah just needs to make us shit. Yeah, I can make it. What do you want? We're going to design some shit that you're going to make for us. We need some Mothman merch. I want like a cute little moth like, and have it say Moth Daddy on like the sticker. That okay. would be great. I got you. <laughs> I got you, babe. All right, and next category is best concept for a series. So for this one, I immediately, my brain went to the Viking Omegaverse by Lix Robinson. 
it is just one of the most unique and interesting concepts of any book I think I've ever read mixing the Omegaverse with like a historical fantasy and putting those elements in that are true to history and then creating your own world around it and the whole Omegaverse that she created isn't even a typical Omegaverse on top of that like it is just her creativity is amazing and then on top of all that the quality of writing and research was just incredible as well so just major shouts out to Lix. I love that series so much. Well, yeah, and Lix is also, like, I mean, Lix could be in a lot of these categories because she's a baby author. Like, these books are her first books. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. She's so talented. For me, I'm going to say The Bonds That Tie by Jay Bree. Um, It's just so good. I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm invested so hard in all of the characters um and I just love the storyline and I gotta give it to the off-campus series by L. Kennedy because I've reread so many of those books so many times and it's just it those books just make you feel good they're cute little sports romance reads um and I really enjoyed them and my pick for best concept for a series is State of Grace series by Colette Rhodes. I feel like I need to make sure I say her last name because not everybody knows who I'm talking about when I say Colette. Um, And it's just a mixture of paranormal elements, the mythology, the soul bonds. I mean, the guys are like freaking adorable. I mean, like Bullet and his like show tunes that he sings and like (laughs) Riot and Grace together and like the fact that there's going to be male male in the series. Like, and it's just... It's so good and like different from everything else that's out there. So it is. I really enjoyed that series too. I would say that was that would have been my second pick. Actually, you and Sarah both chose series that I considered for this as well. Like Bonds That Tie and the State of Grace series are some of my favorite reads of this year. Moving on to what might be a controversial category because I feel like everyone rates smut and spice in very different ways. So we are going to share what we believe to be (laughs) our spiciest or smuttiest reads of the year. For me, I chose the Four Horsemen series by Sarah Bailey. And I chose this for several reasons. One, just so many fucking group scenes. Like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't ask for any more group scenes. Two, the amount of kink explored in this series is insane. You have blood play. You have... uh, consenting non-consent you have primal play you have all all of like literally any kink you can think of is probably represented in this series and you just I don't think you could ask for a smuttier series than this so four horsemen series by Sarah Bailey is my pick whilst you check it out That it, there is a lot of kink in that book. Those, the whole series, it's four books. It's very kinky. But I went with The Architect by Nikki Sloan um, because of how it's written. Uh, there is, you know, a lot of BDSM kink in it. But the way that it's written and the way that the three characters are involved with each other, I mean, it had me in a sweat. and I also picked this for my spiciest you know smuttiest read of the year because I feel like the smut in this book is like something that's actually obtainable you know like for for me as like an, an average person not saying like I could have like a sex surrogate or anything like that but I mean like 
the BDSM aspect, like, it was just all of the kinks that I am a person, like, would actually be into, and Sarah, Sarah recommended it to me because she knew that, and uh, it's just, it's perfect, and I think about this book all the time, and the female main character was a vet tech, and it's just, like, very relatable just, for me, so. Just live in your dream. Yes, just live like, in your dream. fuck. I mean, except for I don't, like, have, like, a high heel obsession because I'm a fucking heathen but it was good no, i hate high heels i'm I, i'm also like tall dog. like to begin with so like and it's not and clumsy to begin with like no that that's the real issue with me i have no center of balance <laughs> baby giraffe all day <laughs> all right and next up we have our best feel-good romance reads so the books that are just like warm and fuzzy for your soul i said everything by mariana zapata my favorites so far by her are definitely under lock and from lukov with love both of those books were just so sweet and then like they have these elements to them where like they're tugging on your emotions but then at the same time the like the sweetest happiest endings where you just feel so great about everything like mariana zapata queen of my comfort emotional reads i love mariana zapata and then those two are definitely top tier we we're we're working through all her books right now you got to be in the right mindset for her mm -hmm. slow burns um i'm gonna say uh, mine was signs of cupidity by raven kennedy this series just like cracked me up it was my kind of humor i enjoyed it so much it's really pretty low on spice uh but i just thought it was so funny and so sweet i loved it so much i really did love that series too she was the funniest female main character so freaking funny i loved her oh we should have put it made a like a section for favorite female main character next year next year my favorite feel-good romance was Smile Like You Mean It by Willow Hadley. Um, it, it just brings me back to all of those, like, feel-good, like, feelings that you have as, like, a teenager and, like, the growing pains that you go through and, like, having crushes on guys and, like, yes, it's a very slow burn and they're, like, you know, in high school, but, like, oh, I just love it. I love Willow's writing. It's very, like, cute and sweet. I mean, you know, she is the queen of sugary sweet romance, but so good. And I also had a male male pick for this because, like, I read a really cute male male romance at the very end of the year and it's a paranormal romance and that's mongrel by lee colgan because it's just like two people who are very different and kind of out there that like find each other and things just like totally click for them and it was adorable and i loved it love that diversity of recommendations i feel like we kind of ran the gamut there reverse harem some male male and then some like traditional contemporary romance and now we get into Ashley's favorite category, our favorite monster romance of the year. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Run and Hide by Beatrix Hollow. That book had me in an absolute chokehold. I read it over our girls weekend in Ocean City, and I was so invested in it. Um, I'm also going to count aliens under the monster category just so I can include Ice Planet Barbarians and the alien awakening that that created for us in this <laughs> podcast <laughs> so i felt like that 
deserved its own shout out as well. I mean, good so. for Ruby Dixon for like blowing up this year too. I mean, like, wow, she really put like you know alien and like monster romance in the spotlight. So thank you, Ruby. Sorry, Sarah. Awakening, awakening everyone's breeding kink this year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are not wrong. W- weird spur peen kink. And they're also kind like. I, I feel like we need more of that in existence because I feel like at times things can get so dark and heavy in some of the stuff we're reading. So reading these romances where they're like so into the girl and are so nice, like you need to like switch it up every now and then. Have some happiness in your life. Um, for me, for monsters, I'm going to say A Lady of Rooksbrave Manor by Catherine Moon. Uh, and for Aliens, I am going to do the the Choosing Theo series. I enjoyed all of those books, and I like that Theo was, you know, too, not too crazy. You know, he looked kind of normal, so I was into it. Yeah, I liked that book, too. It was good. I was absolutely obsessed with Run and Hide from the moment that I first picked up the book and I texted Sam and Sarah immediately and was like you need to read this so I devoured that in like less than a day I think Um, my second pick would be Carnal Cryptids that I already mentioned and then my alien romance pick would be New Horizons like I had so many feelings from that book like there's so many interesting aspects of their anatomy and they're not like those aliens that still look like people so I thought that that was great and Heather like the languages that she makes up are really interesting so that would be my alien pick for the year all right moving on and we have to do a disclaimer with this category so our next category is favorite mafia romance initially we had all kind of thought of the same series for this, but then recently some things came to light about a certain author, and we are not the type of podcast that is able to separate the art from the artist. We are not going to financially support or celebrate an author that has viewpoints that go against everything we believe in. Specifically, in this case, we're talking about racism and just in general some pretty awful things so we are not going to mention that series anymore uh instead we adjusted all of our picks so that we weren't even going to bring that up so my pick for my favorite mafia romance i had two different series the first was the saint and sinner series by ruby vincent i feel like ruby vincent needs more love in general in like the reverse harem world like she's so I love her books the plot twist in Saint and Sinners like had me by the throat there the end of the first book I was I think that might be legitimately one of the only plot twists in a series that I did not see coming uh so I love her writing style these are just really quick reads and I devoured this whole series as it came out this year And then also I wanted to include the Beautifully Cruel series by J.T. Geisinger. This was on Sarah's recommendation, and I really enjoyed um, both of the men that were uh, part of this series. Oh, so hot. They're Irish. They say that I, I, last, (laughs) I, last. And and she, crap, what is the, uh, she has another branch off of that. It's the Monsters and something, uh, 
which I've read two of those. Those are also really good. She writes really good mafia. She always puts humor in her books. Um, they're really enjoyable. Um, for me, I'm going to go with the Deception Trilogy by Rena Kent because that book fucked me. Those books fucked me up. I didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah. I mean, you guys know, seven, like, I, I like those books, like, gave me anxiety. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, like, like, she, he, she kept you on your toes. Like, I was riveted. I wanted to know what was going to happen. Um, and the other would be the Game Maker series by Cressley Cole, um, which has a lot of kink in it. It's not on Kindle Unlimited, but it's done really, really well, and I highly recommend it. And I didn't really have any, like, picks for this that stood out other than my original pick, because I did read some other mafia romances. Like, I read, I don't know why so many mafia romances do that thing where it's, like, they hook up with a girl, and then they, like, make you think that, like, the main character is, like, somehow, relate like, related to, like, the guy that she slept with. Like, you've read mafia books like that, right, Sarah? I've read, like, 55 Mafia books this year, and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I messaged you. It was, like, <laughs> this is, like, getting weird. It was another, like, Irish Mafia book, and, like, they make you think that the the girl that he hooks up with is his sister. I, I, I don't know what title you're, you're going to have to get me more specific. I gotta I've look only at, read that. I've only read that in one book where like they thought they might be related but that <laughs> but wasn't it didn't matter yet. anyway it they, they didn't end up being related so it was fine well that's like they didn't end up being related either but it wasn't enough no. like i i was like i i was like i'm not gonna continue this series because shit's getting weird i feel like you're an outlier ashley because uh out of the sampling of mafia i've read this year that has not happened <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the one that stands out. And if I think of the name, I'll say it. Because obviously it did stand out for a reason. I wouldn't say it was my favorite. What was that other one that we read that was just a duet where we liked the guy better in the first book? Uh, the Devil You Hate? Yeah. The Devil You, yes. the devil you Hate. That was a good one. That was good. I had a good chasing scene. And I feel like, Sam, do you feel like Little Dove falls into Mafia? Uh, it definitely could, but I feel like it takes such a back seat yeah. to, like, the actual, like, everything else that's going on. Like, he just seems like a really successful businessman that definitely does illegal things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like yeah. that's, like, most, you know, in the United States businesses at least do some illegal shit. Oh. Listen, don't get me started on my anti-capitalist rant. <laughs> Uh, JT uh, Geisinger's uh, other series that's out is called Queen of Mon- Queen and Monsters, and Carnal Urges was the one with Declan Sam. We uh, absolutely love that book. Declan is so funny, so funny. And you get to see Declan in the series that I mentioned. He's introduced um, in the Beautifully Cruel series, and then he gets his own book in the series that Sarah is talking about. And you just love him immediately and Beautifully Cruel because he's just sassy. And who doesn't love a sassy character? We love a sassy character. When we say sassy character, like, the first person that comes to mind is Leon from Her Soul to Take. He was so fucking sassy. I st- I love that demon. Love him. All right. Are we ready to move on? Mm-hmm. 
So obviously with this podcast, we couldn't do an end of the year recap without talking about our favorite reverse harems of the year. Because I feel like our love for romance was really solidified by our introduction to reverse harem this year. So I'm going to start us off. This was a tie for me between the State of Grace series by Colette Rhodes and the Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Falenti. I loved both of these books for very different reasons. I love the world that Colette created in the State of Grace series, like her creativity throughout that series and the plot is keeping you on your toes. I'm so excited to see what happens next. Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac was my favorite because of the harem itself and the harem interactions. Like the amount of personality and how the personalities deal with one another and like the actual building of the harem throughout the series is my absolute favorite. So love those series. For me, I'm going to say Cute But Psycho by Beatrix Hollow uh, because I think about that book all the time. Like... It has not left me. And then another one I just thought about was Kit Davenport by Tate James because I was so in love with every single person in that harem. Like, I felt like it was hard to even rate them because I liked them all so much. And I feel like that's hard to do to create even likable guys because usually it's pretty easy, you know, to 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 dislike men. (laughs) Yeah. It, and it's so it easy, I think, is. to have a favorite, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I did not have... It was really hard to have a favorite because I liked them all so much. I, I wasn't happy with the ending in that book, but as a harem as a whole, I enjoyed them. And, and I definitely think that that book doesn't get the recognition... Like, that series doesn't get the recognition that it deserves because of, like, Tate James's other books being so wildly popular when I feel like that's... Her, some of her best work. I agree. I, I loved it. My pick is, you know, Beth, other than Den of Vipers, Brutal Boys of Everlake Prep was the second reverse harem that I ever read. And I, like, I think it still is going to always be one of my favorites. I think that the character arc for Saint Memphis is such a fucking work of art that I, I don't know if any other character will have such like a crazy effect on me where I completely hate them to at the end I'm like fucking in love with them and like cry at the epilogue because it's just like oh it's perfect and I like the other guys in the harem and I like even though I bitch about Blake Bowman all the time like you need a himbo I mean every harem needs a himbo yeah I was sitting here, I was like, is she going to bring up him touching the baby's head? (laughs) (laughs) I was not going to mention the baby's head, but, like, seriously, it is one of the cutest things. Like, I strive to be, I mean, come on, did you guys like Saint in the beginning? Like, no. No. No, of course not. Yeah, and then by the end, you're like, wow, he is fucking crazy, but I love him. Yeah, and you know, honestly, when you think about it more logically, like, who wouldn't want to have someone that organized in the harem? He takes care of everything. Like, he's going to make sure everyone's passports are up to date. Everyone is vaccinated. He's going to know everything about it. You've got to book the vacations. You don't got to worry about nothing. Saints got it. He's going to impregnate you first. Because he's tracking your cycle. (laughs) Fucking Saint Memphis. Wait, that just happened in one of the other books that I read recently. 
What series was that? Oh, uh, the Lilith Vincent Mafia series, the Reverse Harem Mafia. I should have mentioned that for Favorite Mafia. That was like a really decent Reverse Harem Mafia. Um, is that the first book is First Comes Blood, and that literally happened the same thing that Saint did, where he like tracked her cycle and got her pregnant first. <laughs> literally happened in the <laughs> series too. Gotta be smart. So, uh, Ashley was kind enough to put together a survey uh, to ask some of our community about their picks for favorites of the year 2021, and she compiled all of their responses here for us. So, we're going to take some turns reading over uh, what everyone's picks were, Uh, starting off with Leska. Do you think I'm saying that correctly? Leska R. Uh, their pick for Romance of the Year was Wild by Dee Dee Price. Uh, apparently, it was beyond spicy. Uh, for cover of the year, j- they chose Their Human Vessel by Lizzie Beckwin because it was simple, but it said so much. And they said their favorite tropes are anything spicy. And I don't think we could agree anymore. Uh, Sandra is our amazing friend, beta reader. She's making my cover. Uh, she listens to the podcast and she's the shit. Her favorite, uh, reads of this year were the Royals of, how do you say this? Forsyth. 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 Didn't you guys? Yeah. University series. Uh, the Sweet Omegaverse series by Catherine Moon. Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac series. Hannaford Prep series. And Heat Haven. (laughs) Don't know if you've heard about that one she said. Uh, which, uh, we wrote just in case you didn't know. Go read it. Thanks. Uh, her favorite character was Her Soul to Take. Uh, oh, cover. Sorry. Her favorite cover was Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRoe. Side note. I did not realize until recently that that was a man's chest and the skull was on his head. I just thought it was like a skull, <laughs> like with like a background. So like I recently discovered it and I, I love the cover so much more. Um, her favorite tropes are enemies to lovers, slow burn, bully romance, and sweet Omegaverse. Uh, her favorite episode was sweet OV with uh, the interview with Catherine Moon. Uh, and yeah, that's it. We love Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. And then another one of our OG podcast listeners, Heather C. She has been here since the beginning with us, and she's become a great friend. She beta reads for Sarah and I, and she's just like hype squad, like bestie. Her fave books of 2021 were Into the Maelstrom by Maelstrom, Maelstrom, Into the Maelstrom by Grace McGinty. She said it read like a movie, and it had a little enemies to lovers, forks forced proximity and it has great steam i mean because grace wrote it like there's good mail mail on that too kudos to you grace and then she also said web of lies by ali beck it's a reverse harem and bully romance with a secret code that you have to crack and there are great twists her favorite covers are riot acts by callie hart and the ritual by Chantel tessier 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 any insight on that sam uh, I mean, if it's pronounced like the French way, it would be Tessier. All right, let's go with Tessier. Chantel Tessier sounds like a very fancy author name, so we'll go with that. Uh, she said, because the boys are pretty, and Heather's favorite tropes are bully, high school and college. She loves a good reverse harem and mafia, and her favorite episodes are Havoc and Featherstone Academy, and the Lord's episodes were hilarious, too. Uh, our next is our next responses are from Nikayla, who is another longtime listener of the podcast. 
She found us when we did our interview with Grace, and uh, she's talking to Ashley through Instagram about the podcast all the time. Her favorite books of 2021 include Inside the Maelstrom because it was uh, her most recent five-star read. Like all of Grace's books, apparently Grace has just ruined her for all other authors. Uh, To quote her review, she said, Inside the Maelstrom ripped my heart out, smashed it into pieces, stomped all over it, scooped up the mush, and remolded it only to be ripped out all over again. That sounds like a very comprehensive review there, Nikayla. It's that book is her. so good though. Like it's seriously so good. <laughs> Fuck, why didn't I mention that? <laughs> her her favorite covers uh are Run Riot by Colette Rhodes, who makes her own covers, and Jay Breeze covers for Broken Bonds, which I also love. I love the Broken Bonds covers. Um her favorite tropes are enemies to lovers, forced proximity, friends to lovers, and faded mates. And her favorite episode of the podcast are Dark River and all of the author interviews. All right. And I also got to reach out to some of our favorite author friends. Well, not reach out. I basically put the form out and said, hey, if you want to fill this out, it's out there. Um, And these were the responses that I got from the people who are our friends. So first off, you go, Glenn Coco. Colette Rhodes' favorite book of 2021 was Lix Robinson's Viking Omegaverse books. She loved the world that Lix created. Her characters are phenomenal, and there is so much detail that it's truly astounding, and the smut is goddamn perfection. And I also like to refer to Lix as the queen of the descriptive prostate massage. Like, she she can write a freaking prostate massage scene that has you like, wow. Um... Colette's favorite cover was Of Moon and Monsters by Willow Hadley. Her favorite. That's a good choice. Oh, it's such a good cover. Like, and so many people are obsessed with it. Uh, Her favorite tropes are enemies to lovers, fake marriage, and anything slow burn, high tension. Her favorite episode was her episode, but she's kidding. Um, And she's. She shouldn't be. Yeah, hers is a good episode. She's good. Uh, And. Probably the alien ones, because I would have never taken a chance on alien romance if we hadn't talked about it. And Colette found us via Instagram, and I've never stopped harassing her since. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have some responses from Willow. Willow's favorite books of the year were Stolen by the Wolves by Lux Robinson. I'm noticing a theme. Uh, Gilded Mess by Colette Rhodes, Broken Bonds by Jay Bree, Love Bug by Aaron Mallon, and Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. Um, and she loved them all because they were all amazing. Her favorite covers are her own, as they should be. Willow has some amazing covers. Her favorite tropes are reverse harem, but she doesn't actually consider this a trope. Um, monster romance, which she also considers more of a subgenre than a trope. Uh, friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, second chance romance. She said, uh, particularly when the couple or harem is separated for a long period of time before reconnecting and rekindling the love. And she found us because we read her books and talked about them. And she heard about us through the grapevine. So we're so happy to have you, Willow. And her favorite episode (laughs) of the podcast is her own interview, of course. Then we have uh, Beatrix Hollow, who is a good friend who's listened to the podcast from the very beginning and one of the author OGs. Her favorite book is The Devil by Ashley Jade, which uh, is 
on my TBR. Everyone says I need to read it. I need to read it. I'm so excited. She said the MMF content slash by awakening, the shocking turns, the male characters were just chef's kiss. Uh, Beatrix couldn't pick a fairy, uh, favorite cover, uh, but we know she's mentioned the Of Moons and Monsters cover um, for Willow Hadley. Her favorite tropes are monsters and villains, and she found us uh, through Spotify, and her favorite episode is Hot Alien Summer. People loved Hot Alien Summer, guys. <laughs> and I mean, it's great because there's so many alien books that are like still like, it's, it's endless. It is endless. I don't think people realize how many alien books are out there. All right, Ash, you want to read the last one? Yeah. And our last author is Allie Beck, and she is a new author. She just put out her first book this year, um, and it's called Web of Lies. It's done amazing, and I can't wait for us to read it and try to crack the secret code, because I know that we're going to have a really fun time doing that. Um, her favorite books are The All of Me Duet by S- Oh. Siobhan, Siobhan Davis, Siobhan Davis. <laughs> and it's an Irish yeah, name. Yeah, I I know it's an Irish name, and I'm like, nope, can't can't do it, can't do it. Um, as well as the ritual and so many more that she couldn't think of right now because of her stupid brain. Her favorite cover was the run and hide cover, the monster fingers. Need she say more? Um, <laughs> her favorite tropes are enemies to lovers and friends to lovers, and she found us through Facebook. All right, so we're going to end our episode with our overall favorites of the year. Just the series that really stuck out to us as our favorite reads of 2021. For me, this was hands down the Bonds That Tie series by Jay Bree. Three books out so far. I think she said she's doing she's planning on doing six in the series, so we're halfway through. I'm obsessed with everything about this series. I'm obsessed with the harem. I'm obsessed with the main character, Ali. I love her so much. I'm obsessed with the artwork on the books. The covers are beautiful. And I'm just so excited to see where the story goes. It is hands down my favorite series of the year. It is a really good series. I've enjoyed that as well. I think for me, it's actually Akatar because I just read this whole series for the first time this year, which I know most people have read it as they've come out. Um, but I've read it all this year. And I mean, if you've read it, the, the, the girls who get it, get it. <laughs> the girls that don't, don't. And I know some people hate Sarah J. Moss, but like, oh my God, like that series just... <laughs> I just reread part of A Court of Mist and Fury the other day, like when they're in the Court of Nightmares, because that chapter is just so fucking good. And if you don't agree, come at me. Well, I just love how like you read, you know, Akatar, and you're like, oh, like this is so good. And then you get to like A Court of Mist and Fury and you're like, oh, fuck, that was nothing compared to this. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, it's my turn. Um. So my overall favorite for this year was the Viking Omegaverse series by Lix Robinson. I devoured both of the books. I was so glad, like I had had this book on my TBR for a long time and like, I don't know why I put off reading it for so long, but when I finally picked it up, it was just a couple of days before the second book was about to come out. So I'm actually glad that I didn't read it sooner. So I didn't have to wait for the second book to come out. Um, And I wasn't sure what to expect from the series or from Lix as a new author, especially because, like, my only experiences with Omegaverse had just been, you know, The Sweetverse by Catherine Moon. 
And I was so blown away, like the character development, the world building. I mean, just the way that Lix writes just is completely amazing. So she was my favorite. I These are all solid picks for our favorites of the year. I cannot wait to see what 2022 brings us in terms of books. I'm already very excited for some of the books that are on the horizon, like the new Pack Darling book. Um, the new Broken Bonds book comes out in two months. I'm I'm just ready. I'm ready to see what this year has in store for us. Uh, all right. So speaking of the new year, let's talk about what we're reading so far in 2022. So, so far in 2022, I have read the first two books in the ISS series by M. Sinclair, which are titled Soothing Nightmares and Defending Nightmares. Uh, I also read Act Your Age and the epilogue novella Not Your Shoe Size by Eve Dangerfield because Sarah told me I needed to in order to start preparing for the daddy episode so already started doing some reading for that uh I also read An Arc of Hide and Seek by Beatrix Hollow which was incredible thank you so much Beatrix I cannot wait to see where you go next with this series and I am currently reading Hellhound's Harem by Brianna Michaels I am so ready for 2022. I have not read a daddy book this year, guys, yet, so we'll have to see which one breaks in the new year. Uh, started off strong with the release of Heat Haven, um, so we're super excited for all the projects we have going on this year. Currently, I am listening to The Highland Fling by Megan Quinn, and I am reading Puck Me Secretly by Odette Stone. I don't know if anyone else is like this, but when I listen to something on audiobook, I have to finish it in audiobook. I can't go back and forth. It's either one way or the other. Yeah, me too. I'm exactly the same way. Like, I'm like, no. And I gotta, I gotta highly recommend this because it is on Kindle Unlimited with the audio companion and he is Scottish and the guy who does the voice, it's doing it for me. <laughs> Ash, how about you? I just want to thank everybody for their support over the last year and in March we'll be celebrating our one year podcast anniversary. Um, so thank you to both the listeners and the authors that join us here on the podcast. Um, it means so much to us and we love interacting with all of you. Um, so, you know, thank you for being along for this ride with us. Keep the book recommendations coming. And if you're an author and you want to come on the podcast, shoot us a message and we'll see what, you know, see if we can get you on. Um, so, so far I've read Hide and Seek by Beatrix and I received that as an arc and I loved it. And I'm currently reading Viper. It's book one in the Naga Bride series by Naomi Lucas, which Beatrix also recommended. Uh, but I might have to shelve it because I really want to read Orkward Encounters by Sam Paul. So, And I'm also reading Everything Will Be Alright by Willow. But I like need some like faster burn like in between. So got a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know how you keep track of all those books at once. I am like, I need to get through one book before starting another for the most part. It's all right. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our end of the year wrap up episode. We have a lot of things planned for this year, including like Sarah said, she's very excited for the daddy episode. I know we're also planning some interviews with some of our favorite authors coming up that we're very excited about. Um, Ash and I have to buckle down and do the last episode in our Forsyth University series whenever she feels up to finishing that third book. 
Uh, we got a lot of things on the horizon, so stick with us, and we will hopefully continue to entertain you throughout this new year. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Smut and Spice. Please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and Spotify has also added ratings now, so go ahead and leave us a review there as well. In our next episode, we will be discussing uh, Pack Darling, including the new book that will be out by that time. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Smut and Spice Pod. We'd love it if you would share our podcast with friends and on social media. If you have any book recommendations, send them our way. And if you're an author who's interested in appearing on an episode, reach out. We would love to have you. A special thanks to our technical producer, Andrew, and to our graphic designer, Lainey, for our amazing logo. The intro and outro music featured on Smut and Spice is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. The link and licensing information can be found in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!